Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. The Winter Olympics have begun in Beijing, but the future of winter sports is under threat due to the current climate crisis. I'm joined by Sarin Ranj, European coordinator for Save Our Winters, who recently released some research on this area. Good morning to Sarin. Good morning, Alan. And it's actually Protect Our Winters. Great to be in the program. Protect Our Winters. Where are you at the moment, Sarin? I'm based in beautiful Innsbruck in Austria. Wow. Yeah, it's a long time since I was there. I was in Salzburg many years ago. What's it like this morning? Describe where you are. What are you looking out on? I'm looking out of my balcony right now. It's a grey winter day, but it's been snowing the last couple of days. So actually conditions are quite nice on the mountains. Are you a skier yourself? I'm a snowboarder, snowboarder and spitboarder. I do ski somewhat, but right. of course, passionate outdoor person. Okay. Um, we were talking to Kieran Noble, a researcher and he, a production assistant, and he mentioned to me that there, there are rumours they're using false snow in Beijing at the moment. Can you explain what that is, please? Yes. So I had a pleasure to speak to Kieran about this. And uh, basically, we were talking about artificial snow at the Winter Olympics. It's been in the media a lot. Um, and it's not a new thing at winter sports competitions, for sure. We've been seeing artificial snow for a long time. But basically, artificial snow, what is it? It's snow being made by snow cannons using loads of water, a lot of energy, adding some chemicals. And basically, it allows you to create artificial snow where there's not enough natural snow. Yeah. And, uh, well, in relation to the Winter Olympics, it's become a new standard. But what's new now in Beijing is that we're really seeing 100% of artificial snow being used because it's simply too dry where the play- games are taking place. So, yeah, that's a new one. So, it's a, it's a wider issue then. When, so, in your role there with uh, as European coordinator, and you say protect our winters, not save our winters. Is it protect our winters? That's correct. Yes, yeah. our, our organization is called Protect Our Winters. Okay, so... But it's all about saving our winters. So, how would you go about addressing this issue then so we don't see um, artificial snow at our Olympics? How big an issue? How can you challenge this? How can you, you sort this out? Well, the, the issue really is less the artificial snow and it's also less maybe the carbon footprint of a mega event like the Winter Olympics, you know. It's more for us. What we really see is like we want to protect the future of winter, of winter sports, um, not just for us, but also for future generations. So what we are seeing is like we need to reduce emissions globally. If the Olympic Games are going to reduce their emissions, they take place every two years, that's not going to make a huge difference, right? But what we really want to see is that uh, governments globally take efforts to bring us on the path for a climate future that's compatible with the Paris Agreement goals, and that means limiting global warming to 1.5 degrees. That's the only thing that's going to make sure that we can see Winter Olympics, winter sports, and, well, snow in the future. Yeah, the because your, your report also says, according to this report, only one of the previous 21 Winter Olympic host titles would be able to reliably hold the Games if the global greenhouse gas, and, uh, gas emissions stay at their current trajectory. So it's an extremely serious problem now, isn't it? It is, for sure, exactly. It, it absolutely is. And the thing is, right now we're talking about artificial snow. Artificial snow is what we in climate science call an adaptation strategy, right? So it, you adapt to a changing climate. We know the climate is changing. If we were to stop emissions today, the climate would keep changing in the future as well. So it's it's viable strategy to adapt to that. But really what we need is to mitigate. And even if it goes on like this, we won't be able to make artificial snow because right. it will be too warm. 
Okay, like you've already got a, a, an example of what happened in Zagreb in January of this year, is it? Not last year, but the January just gone by. What happened there? A lack of snow caused what? No, so there was this competition taking place. First, you saw the women's uh, slalom taking place, and it actually, they were able to finish the race, but basically having to stop the race, uh, well, every couple of minutes to fix the slope because it was made of artificial snow. It was super warm. So they, they couldn't like hold the stability of the slopes. So it was just creating really unfair conditions and unsafe conditions for the riders. And that meant also that the, the first woman starting in this race actually ended up winning the race, showing that it's just unfair because the conditions were obviously best for the first runner. And then a few days later, the men's race was even more absurd because you could see men racing down the mountain, uh, the race being stopped every few minutes. And then in the end, they called off the race. There was an injury to one of the French racers who's also an Olympian. So, yeah, it's, it's not just about, uh, out of a climate perspective, but it's also about uh, safety and fairness for these right. athletes taking part in these competitions. Great to talk to you, Sara, and you're a passionate spitboarder, snow, uh, spitboarder, snowboarder, mountain biker and alpinist. But my final question for you is, what can other sporting organizations do to help promote awareness around climate change? Yeah, no, that's a great question, Alan. And uh, like I said in the beginning, no, it's really, of course, we want to see these competitions reduce their own emissions. There's many things they can do. They can like shift to renewable energies. They can like reduce the transport uh, of their compet- competitors, of the audience. Um, but really what is needed is for them to use the reach that they have with these mega events. We have millions and millions of people watching the Olympics to raise awareness with the audience on this very pressing issue and also use the influence that a big, big organization like the International Olympic Committee has to afflict systemic change, to put government uh, under pressure, to, to introduce the policies that are needed. Right. And what we know is like renewable energies, reducing emissions from transport, right. putting a price on carbon. These are the kind of policies we would like to see. Time has um, so come over me, Soren, and I'd love to talk to you again. Enjoy the uh, Winter Olympics as best you can, and enjoy Innsbruck and Austria, and maybe go out for a bit of snowboarding. Thanks for taking our call. Good morning to I you. I will do so. Thanks. Uh, good talking to you, Alan. Goodbye. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix.